Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. The Lord is in his holy temple. We want to worship and bless his name. I'm going to ask that as we prepare to worship this morning, we have persons who are joining us online. I am excited about uh, those that are joining us online. And so if you're joining us online, we want to say welcome to St. Paul online. We have our Zoom congregation, Facebook Live congregation, as well as Vimeo and those that are on the phone. And so as we prepare uh, for this morning's worship experience, those that are watching us online, I want you to do us a favor, if you would, um, text this link to your network. We would love to have other people to join us. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would love to get our numbers up to at least 1,500 before this year is out. For those that are listening to the radio, if you would, text your friends. Tell them to join us on your telephone. And we're looking forward to the Lord doing something exciting in this place. Also, do me this favor. If you're watching us online, just if you would, text us where you're watching us from. Put that in the chat box. If you're here in Charlotte, put that. If you're somewhere else, we want you to put that as well. We want the Lord to do to be acknowledged as far as this moment is concerned. And so I'm going to ask those you are able, if you would, stand on your feet. Reverend Bernie is going to come and lead us in our worship experience. Put those hands together and give our God the praise in this place. Good morning, everyone. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. This is the day that the Lord has made. We didn't come in here just to sit around. We didn't log on just to look on the screen. But we come to worship the Lord this morning. In spite of what we're going through right now, God is worthy to be praised. I said God is worthy to be praised. For God is worthy to be praised. And we're going to celebrate him. We're going to worship him. We're going to give him glory. In spite of what we're going through right now, the Lord is still worthy to be praised. Amen and amen. Join in with our choir as they bless us in song. Praise Him, praise Him, 
our blessed Redeemer. Heavenly portals, how the hosannas ring. Jesus, Savior, reigneth forever and ever. Crown Him, crown Him, prophet and priest and king. Christ is coming over the world victorious. looking in our chats window stream on YouTube and Facebook church website and I'm curious where's everybody watching us from let us know where you're watching us from this morning what city and what state our scripture this morning is coming out of Matthew chapter 5 verse 1 through 12 Matthew 5 verse 1 through 12 and I'm reading from the New King James Version and it reads, and singing the multitude, he went up on the mountain and he was seated. His disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness sakes, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they reviled and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The word of God for the people of God. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we are grateful this morning for you allowing us to be in this place. Father, we're grateful, God, that you set aside this time to allow us to worship. Father, we thank you, Lord, for how you have kept us. We thank you, Lord, for how you have watched over us. We thank you, Lord, for how you have been there even in our darkest times on this week, God. Oh, God, we can't thank you enough, God. For, Lord, when we look back over just this week what we've gone through, God, we know we could not have made it without you. And for that, Lord, we say thank you this morning, God. Oh, Father, we pray on this morning, God, that you would just come into our hearts this morning, come into our spirits this morning. God, we've gone through some things all week long, God, but God, we know who you are, God. And so, Lord, we ask on this morning, God, that you would awaken us, God, to your spirit, God. Awaken us, God, to who you are, God. Touch us, God. Mold us, God. Speak to our hearts this morning, God, like never before, God. Oh, God, we welcome you into this place. We welcome you into our hearts. We welcome you into our beings this morning. Oh, God, have your way, God. Speak to us, God. Minister to us, God. Have your way, God. Oh, God, we need you this morning, God. We need you this morning, God. We need you this morning, God. We can't have worship, God, unless you come in. So, Lord, come on in this place, God. We invite you. We invoke your spirit. Have your way, God. Do what you do best, God. Bless us, God. Keep us, God, in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Can we give God glory this morning? Can we just give God glory? Can we just celebrate God this morning? 
welcome him into your hearts this morning, God. Oh, God, we bless you this morning, God. We bless you this morning, God. We bless you this morning, God. Have your way, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
give God praise this morning, the one that is high and lifted up and worthy to be praised. Um, man, we, uh, we are so thankful for so thankful for the Lord this morning. It's a pleasure to be with you all um, back again um, after, after getting married a second time and uh, celebrating, uh, celebrating uh, the, uh, my wonderful marriage with my wife, um, uh, Taylor, and um, it's good to be back with you guys after um, that absence. And, um, and uh, man, I just, uh, it's good to be back. That's all I'll say. It's really good to be back with you guys. Um, uh, before I begin, I uh, just wanted to say that uh, there will be no middle um, and high school Bible study this week. Um, I want to send out a survey um, to parents and kids, and we're going to find a different time um, for us to meet. So just be on the lookout uh, for that information um, and just uh, keep keeping you around. So we'll be able to figure that out together. Um, I'd be lying to you guys if I said that I'm all right this morning. Um, I feel like, you know, it kind of uh, your heart definitely goes into the pit of your stomach um, when you think about everything that's um, happened in, in this community um, over the past couple of weeks. Um, I had the pleasure of knowing Eric, um, Eric Deese um, II, who was found this past week, tragically um, passed away. And um, he was one of the leaders of our King of Kings drill team here. And I got to watch um, him really show out um, every time that he practiced or, or participated in that. And I've had the pleasure of knowing his grandma, Mama McDonald, who's um, very much been an adoptive uh, mom for me ever since that I've come here uh, to St. Paul. So um, before we even get started um, this morning, um, because we're going to take a little detour from the Armor of God series, because I feel like this is a message that maybe we all need to hear this morning. So um, just please uh, keep your ears open. But before we begin, uh, let's go to God in prayer, because man, we can't do this without him. Amen. Dear Lord, uh, thank you so, so very much uh, for your awesome love. Thank you, God, for somehow sitting with us in our darkness, man, just relating to us and knowing, God, that no matter what it is that we go through, God, you are here. You are present. Your love goes out. Your love has already gone out through your son, Jesus, Lord, and we look to the cross when we can't, when we can't trace you, God, when we, we can't see your hand, sometimes we look to the cross as a reminder that you care for us, that you love us, that you are in everything that we do. And God, I pray that you would be with us in this moment right now. Give me the strength to give this message to our children, to our youth, and to everyone that is here right now. We love you. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. As the, the title of our message uh, this morning is His Life is Our Light. His Life is Our Light. The Bible verse, uh, the verses today for uh, the impact moment will be from John chapter one, verses four through five. I'll be reading from the New International Version, which says this, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Can I repeat that last verse? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Guys, the bottom line or the main point that I want us to get from today's message is this. We can overcome anything, anything because of Jesus. Man, yeah. To this day, uh, I am unashamed. I am unashamed to say that I am still a little bit scared of the dark. I am still a little scared of the dark. When I was little, I would uh, walk as fast as I could up and down the stairs if our hallway was dark enough or I felt a little creeped out by the way things looked around the house or in the rooms that were dark. It was a little too creepy looking for me, so I would flip lights on everywhere that I went. I remember one of the first scary movies that I watched at my house. I had to turn almost all of the lights on in order for me to go to sleep so that I could feel just a little bit more comfortable about sleeping that night. Then even when I've been at another house, like my grandma's house that lives close by, man, I would, as I walked down the very, very dark hallway to her bathroom, I would flip on the lights in the room right down the hallway, left and right. I'd turn those lights on. Why? Because the lights, man, they made things feel a lot less scary. They made things feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit easier to, to handle. I could see clearly, which meant I didn't have to worry about anything jumping out and scaring me, which definitely was a concern. 
man, I'd be ready. The lights were on. The light made me feel comfortable, and this brightness made me feel like I didn't have to be afraid anymore, silly as that sounds, but man, it made all the difference, even with walking to the bathroom at my grandma's house. As I got older, guys, this darkness, it it took on different forms. Darkness became um, not just being afraid of the dark at home, but I remember the deep depression that I was in during middle school. Um, when the harsh words from what bullies said um, about me and the intrusive thoughts that I had about myself were sometimes too much to bear. I remember losing my grandpa in high school and having to wrestle uh, with the pain and the grief of losing someone that I loved for the first time. Recently, in the past year, I've had to deal with losing two more grandparents, a good friend of mine from college, and I've had to feel the sadness and the isolation that comes when I can't see you all here at church. All of this darkness, it can suck. Can I put it that way this morning for us, guys? It can suck. The sad part about it is we've all faced different forms of darkness in our lives. As a kid, maybe you're still a little bit scared of the dark in your room at night. As you've gotten older, you could have felt the pain of bullying, maybe felt the pain of losing a best friend or a family member, or dealing with your parents' divorce, or maybe even having to deal with a sickness or an illness that you might have had. It could be that COVID has you feeling down recently as well, and you're tired of wearing masks and seeing your friends through a video screen on Zoom. It can cause us to shut down. This darkness can cause us not to be able to sleep at night, It can break us down and it can cause us to cry, maybe feel a little bit numb about life. But guys, this morning, I come with the news that it's a good thing that we're not alone in this darkness. We are nowhere close to being by ourselves as we handle this darkness that we face. This morning, I want us to know that in our deepest darkness, we have a marvelous light and his name is Jesus. He is our savior, Jesus Christ, who cares so much about us And he cares so much about what we're going through. More than that, Jesus wants to be the light that shines in our darkest moments. He wants us to take hold of the life that he offers us in himself. His life is our light, and it can help us overcome the dark so that we have nothing to fear. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the scripture says we do not have to fear, right? For our God is with us wherever we go. So again, our bottom line, we can overcome anything anything because of Jesus. As we look at our passages uh, for for today from John chapter one, four through five, one of the very first things that jumps out to me about our passage, guys, from John is that in Jesus is life. God sent Jesus to be the sacrifice for our sins so that when we believe in him, our sins would not keep us from coming to know the living God. We don't have to be afraid of death or dying because eternal life with God in heaven is waiting for us. The great part about following Jesus, though, is that we don't have to wait for this eternal life to have life with God. Jesus gave his life for us so that we could also live for him on earth, amen? That we would have abundant life. He doesn't promise us that things will be easy. He doesn't promise us that it will always be a piece of cake, but he does promise us his joy, his peace, and his love will be with us wherever we go. The life that Jesus gives, next for me, the life that he gives us on earth and in heaven, man, we see that this life is our light, This life is our light, and no matter what we go through or face in this life, our deepest joy is in Jesus who loves us with an everlasting love. The good things that we do for others, the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we show love to our family and friends, man, this is the love of Christ Jesus that lives in us. Man, we have a chance to show it wherever we go. Even when things get tough and in our darkest moments, guess what? Our hope is in Jesus so that when when our friends and our family, when they look at us, they ask us, how could we be smiling even in the midst of this craziness? We can tell them it's because our hope, our strength is in the Lord. Our hope and our strength is in Jesus Christ. We don't have to be afraid because we serve a savior who overcame the world. That is the God we serve. It's the God that represents our light. Then for me, guys, the greatest part, the greatest part of this verse is at the very end. The light shines in the darkness. And what does it say, Bernie? It says that that darkness has not overcome the light. That darkness has not and will not overcome the light. Guys, we serve Jesus. 
We serve Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It was Jesus that carried the cross. It was Jesus that paid the penalty of death for you and me. And then it was Jesus who overcame death itself. Jesus literally went into the darkness of suffering, of shame, and evil. He took on our darkness by taking on our sins. And then he walked out of darkness by walking out of the grave, and he walked into his heavenly reward. Man, that is the biggest amen ever, isn't it? That is so beautiful to know that that is the God that we serve. That is our Savior. Guys, there is nothing that we can't overcome this morning. That is the message that I want to bring to us. There is nothing that we can't overcome. Not death, not sin, not the gates of hell, not the devil himself. Nothing, nothing can defeat us because Jesus, our loving God and Savior, and he overcame it all. So children and youth, guys and girls, all of us here this morning, I want us now more than ever to fix our eyes on Jesus. There is no one and nothing more deserving of our attention, no one more deserving of our love than a God that is willing to go through darkness for you and for me. We need to run to Jesus. We need to cling to the cross this morning and every day because let the cross be our reminder that in our darkness, we're not alone. Amen. Thank you all. Come on, can we give God praise? Thank you, Reverend C, for your moment of meditation for our youth and our children. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Um, I want to do something real quick. If you are watching us online uh, and you are a first-time guest, if you would just uh, in the chat, uh, just put, I'm a first-time guest, I put guest, we want to acknowledge you, and if you are a first-time guest here at St. Paul in the house, if you would, just wave your hand, I just want to see if we have any first-time guests that are in the house, amen, come on, let's give God praise for our first-time guests, we want to welcome you to St. Paul uh, in the uh, the church house as well as on our digital platforms. We don't take for granted of you visiting with us and we hope that you feel welcome. Usually pre-pandemic, we would have come to greet you and shake your hand and try to give you a hug. But I know for some introverts, you are loving this right now. Amen, amen. So we're not gonna do that, but we do want to say welcome. We hope and pray that you feel the spirit of God in this place. Um, as we move forward, as far as our worship experience is concerned, uh, there are several things I want to share with you before we proceed uh, to the Lord in prayer, as well as the rest of our worship experience. Uh, I got a note saying that there is one of our disciples. Um, her name is Miss Ira Bell Ray, um, and she is 108 years old on October the 4th. Amen. I think we could do a whole lot better than that. And so I want to give a shout out as far as that is concerned and tell her happy birthday. She turned 104 on October the 4th. And uh, we pray that the Lord, as he allows for her golden years, I'm going to say platinum years now titanium years, yeah, <laughs> to roll on. We just give God praise for that, amen. Um, tomorrow, the office is going to be closed for whatever day you want to call tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> some call it Indigenous Day, some call it Columbus Day. Here at St. Paul, we're calling it a day off, amen. So uh, uh, we, we will not be in the office tomorrow. I do want to just say that uh, we're having set, uh, Sunday morning live for our kids and teens today at 2. So uh, check out the Zoom links as far as our uh, digital platforms are concerned. And if you don't have a link, email um, B. Richardson at spbcnc.org. Now, let me just state, and Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, we're having some issues with emails going out through ACS, and we're trying to figure out what that glitch is because some people, some of our disciples aren't getting our communication via email. So we're trying to work that out and figure out what's going on as far as that's concerned so that we can get um, you the communication 
so that you could be a part of whatever we're doing here at the church. Just want to remind you all that we're in TNT Bible study at noon and at 7. We're studying the book of James. And you can join us on our various platforms um, because I'm also preaching through the book of James. So I'm linking Bible study as well as Sunday morning service. Uh, I am looking so forward to um, thanking you all for allowing me to um, be your servant leader for five years. That's going to, amen. Thank you all. Good friend of mine, the Reverend Dr. Stephen Blunt uh, from uh, First Baptist Mahan, Suffolk, Virginia, is going to be our preacher for that morning. And uh, I'm just looking so forward to hearing him. He is a gifted voice for the kingdom, and we're going to be blessed immensely. Just want to let you know that Kaya uh, will be taking place on uh, October 27th. We had the Sister to Sister edition back in September. We're going to have the Brother to Brother edition. Uh, in October, that's going to be hosted by Minister, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. And uh, mark your calendar and join us in that conversation. On October the 31st, we're going to have College Recognition Sunday. And so virtually or in-house, wear your favorite college uh, sweatshirt or T-shirt uh, as far as that's concerned. And for those that are virtual, we'll ask you all to Put it in your chat. Amen. So uh, wear your favorite college paraphernalia as far as that is concerned. Um, And I am so looking forward to next month as far as Thankful Thursday is concerned. And we got, go ahead and give God praise. We got some gifted preachers. We got some gifted preachers that are going to join us. My nephew, the Reverend Dr. Willie Francois. We'll be preaching the uh, first Thursday. The second Thursday is my dear friend and frat brother, the presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, Bishop Joseph Walker, will be our preacher. And then um, my newly minted sister, pastor, Reverend Dr. Danielle Brown, will close us out. So you would love to be, we would love to have you here in person as well as virtual, and you'll see uh, constant communication as far as that's concerned. So that's each Thursday. Now, I will admit that because of what I'm doing preaching-wise, I'm going to continue to do Bible study on those Thursdays at noon. And so you can check us out for Bible study at noon, or we may post it at another time, like on Friday, for you to check us out as far as Bible study is concerned. But I will continue to do Bible study so we can continue this flow. Amen? Amen. Let me um, just say, as we prepare to uh, go to the Lord in prayer, um, that I know our hearts are heavy. Our hearts are heavy. Um, And I am definitely uh, lifting up uh, my colleague, my comrade in ministry, Reverend James Burnham, because he has the um, task of eulogizing uh, two people this week. The family of Brother Eric Deese, who is the son of Sister Althea Barnett, the grandson of disciples, uh, Deacon Angela McDonald and Harry McDonald. His services are going to be here on Tuesday uh, here at the church. Quiet, I was going to be at 10, and the services will be at 11. We want to lift that family in our prayer. And then Miss Ziona Pfeiffer, who is the daughter of uh, Mr. Warren Mason and Keisha Pfeiffer. Uh, that was the young girl, 11 years old, uh, that died in our a parking lot of our apartment complexes. Her services are going to be on Friday here at St. Paul, and the quiet hour will be at noon with services at 1. Um, and um, we open up our church to that family because uh, little Miss Ziona helped Reverend Bernie when we were clearing out the closet upstairs on the third floor. Uh, she helped him do that. She wasn't even a member here. And she helped him um, to, to clear that out. I think it took about three or four days for them to do that. And she came and lent her services. So we're going to reciprocate and be a blessing to this family. And uh, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Amen. Amen.
We want to lift up other folks, people who are going through loss and grief, the family of Brother Bobby Martin, the family of Sister Janzita Wright, the family of Sister Linda Calhoun, the family of Sister Cora Stitt, the family of Brother Dempsey Gresham, and the family of Sister Winifrey McCray. We want to lift up all of those who are part of our church, who are connected to those families intimately. Uh, let them know we are praying for them and with them. And please, let's continue to lift up my pastor emeritus, Dr. Paul Drummond, and his wife, Sister Thomasina, uh, Deacon Michael Underwood, and then there are other names that will be scrolling up and down our list. I'm going to ask Reverend Bernie if he could come and uh, take us to the throne of grace as far as our prayer concerns at this moment. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, if we're honest this morning, God, our hearts are heavy. Yes. Our mind is wavering to and fro, God. Mm -hmm. But Lord, in spite of all of that, we know who you are, God. Mm -hmm. God, so we recognize, God, even in the midst of troubled situations, even in the midst of grief, even in the midst of illness, Father, you are God. And beside you, there is none other. So, Lord, we come this morning, God, asking, Lord, that you would just touch, God. Touch those families, God, that are experiencing bereavement, the family of Eric, the family of Ziona. God, touch them, God. Touch their hearts, God. Let them know, God, that you have not left them, God, that even in the midst of troubled situations, God, you are still by their side, God. Help them to lean on you, to depend on you, God. We pray, oh, Heavenly Father, for those that are experiencing sickness right now, God. Let them know, God, you're still a healer, God. Yes. God, you're still with them also, God. God, we ask this morning in the name of Jesus, God. God, that you will move on hearts this morning. God, where we're broken down. God, where we're delusional. God, where we have all these things that are happening all around us. God, we pray, God, that you will have your spirit, God, to move on us, God, to shake us, God, to awaken us, God, to the power of who you are, God. For, Lord, we realize, God, you don't make mistakes, God. We realize, God, that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, that are called according to his purpose, God. Remind us, God, that in spite of what it looks like, God, God, there's a victory on the other side of the tunnel, God. So, Lord, we pray, God, right where we are, God, whether it's in the houses, God, whether it's in the hospitals, God, right where we are, God, touch our spirits, Lord. Move on us, God. Build us up, God, where we're torn down right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you will do. We bless you, God, and we wait, God, for you to move, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now. Thank you, Lord. For the power of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for shaking us, God. Oh, God, we give you glory, God. We give you glory, God. We give you glory, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, if you believe Amen. that prayer is being answered, can you give God the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved? Give God praise for anticipation of your prayer being answered thank you reverend bernie i know this is this is a difficult time for you my brother and uh, we are lifting you in in prayer we're lifting you in prayer beloved it's time to give it's time to give it's time to give uh it is time to give and as we make preparation to give this morning uh there are three ways in which you can give um, for those that are watching us online, you can either mail a check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, uh, 28205. And sound man, I don't know what you've done, but get me right. Um, or you can um, bring your uh, check, cash, or money order to the church at, uh, here at the church. But if you do that, call the church office first at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. Another way you can give is through our website, 
Church Life or ACS, and then finally you can give through the app called Givelify. Thank you so much. That's it right there. Amen. You can give through the app called Givelify, and if you don't have that app on your smart device, download it to your smart device and connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. So as we prepare to give, for those that are in-house, if you have a physical offering, um, there's a basket in front of the pew, in, on the pew in front of you. You can place it there. So however you're giving, if you're watching us online or in the house, if you would, if you're able, take your offering, place it in your right hand. We want to give God what's right and not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and thank you for all of those who give at this moment, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, but out of love and obedience in accordance to your word. Sowing seed into great soil here at St. Paul Church. Take these gifts of ours, O oh God. Multiply them so you would get the glory out of our works and our efforts and that your name shall be made even greater in the earth. It is in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Amen. If you will go ahead and give at this time, those that are in the house, if you would just drop your offering on the in the basket in front of you, our team will receive it. Thank you all so very, very much. God bless you.
Let's give the Lord some praise. And can we celebrate our wonderful music ministry, how they continue to bless us with their gift of song. And it is something I know I don't take for granted. I am greatly appreciative of how they help to set the tone and tune for the worship experience and for the preaching moment. We want to continue the series of sermons that we're doing um, on the book of James, I want to turn your attention to James chapter 1, verse 19 through verse 27. Uh, Darius, I'm sounding Irish, so if you can help me out, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, James chapter 1, starting at verse 19, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, James chapter 1. Verse 19. 
it reads like this. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Key verse. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you think he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from this world. I want to preach for a time that is mine as the Spirit will give utterance and unction and anointing, uh, living a blessed life. Uh, living a blessed life. If I were to take a poll this morning and ask this question, how many of you want to have a blessed life I can imagine hands would fly up all over social media and in the physical sanctuary. This is because many, if not all of us, want to have blessings beyond our wildest imagination. As a matter of fact, there are those who feel like they have a blessed life right now. And you hear them going around saying, I am blessed and highly favored. For others, they give this phrase by saying, I'm too blessed to be stressed. And then, you know, there are those of us who like to throw shade when somebody ticks us off and they done made us mad. And instead of cussing them out, we'll say, have a blessed day. All of this is to say how our idea of being blessed is intrinsically, intimately, and intricately connected to material things. And if we're honest, we measured how blessed we are by our material possessions, social prominence, educational papers, and financial position. Social media, television, some churches, and a few preachers have given a false perspective of what it means to live a blessed life. When you see somebody posting on the gram or creating videos for TikTok where they're showing off their material possessions, oftentimes there are those of us who want to try to exceed what we see on the screen, only to wind up frustrated and flustered because we've been chasing fame and fortune. Interestingly, we see what other people have, but we have no earthly idea how they got what they got and how they got to keep doing to keep what they got. Uh, some folks have a mansion, but you don't even know they're living in misery. Uh, some folks have a car, but have nobody to care for them. Some people got money, but you don't know what they had to do to get it. Some folks have power, but you're unaware of how that person sold his or her soul to maintain it. Somebody has a house, but like Luther said, it ain't a home. Somebody has education, but don't have common sense. They, they look like they're blessed, but really they are broke. Maybe, just maybe, Reverend Bernie, we need to redefine and redescribe what a blessed life looks like. I want to suggest that James, the half-brother of Jesus, gives us insight into what a blessed life is really all about. 
Last week, we talked about how James shared with us how we ought to choose joy in the midst of our troubles, trials, and tribulations. Now, in the text I've read to you this morning, James is giving us descriptions about attitudes and behaviors we ought to demonstrate as far as our walk with Jesus Christ is concerned. It is a wonderful litany. It is a prescription. It is excellent advice, even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. But I would dare say that this word is not for the unsaved, but for the saved. This word is not for the unrighteous, but for those who have been justified by faith in Jesus Christ. This word is for any man, woman, boy, or girl who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This is for those of us that are religious, those of us that are spiritual, those of us who are saved. This is for the saint, the baptized. And, and I want to key in, I want to key in, uh, Reverend Peyton, on verse 25 in the C clause when it says, this one will be blessed in whatever he does. What blows my mind is this, church. As I was preparing this message and I was doing my exegetical works, as I was trying to pull up biblical interpretation, as I was trying to see what the scriptural focus would be, I didn't see anybody really talk about verse 25. Commentaries don't go through no great detail expounding on verse 25. I even looked at some sermons that other preachers have written, and it really didn't talk about verse 25. But, but for some reason, uh, verse 25 hollered, hey, man, preach me, preach me. And I said, okay, I'm going to try to preach you because I believe James in verse 25 gives us great wisdom about how to live and obtain a blessed life. I want to suggest that a blessed life is connected to the word of God that has the capacity and capability to produce a change in you and me, and thereby, thereby we create change around us. In other words, a blessed life is not necessarily found in clothes, cars, cash, currency, or cosmetics. It is found in the Word of God. A blessed life is not found in power, prestige, preeminence, prominence, or politics. It is found in the word of God. I would even dare say that a blessed life is not found in family, friends, finance, favor, or fitness. It is found in the word of God. And so the question I want to put out there, just wrestle with for a few moments is, how can we achieve the blessed life that James is talking about? And it's so simple, I'm almost embarrassed to share it with you, but I'm going to give it to you anyhow, that when you look at this particular text, that you will discover that if you want to have a blessed life to those that are watching me on social media, you got to get the word of God. I, I told you, it, it ain't nothing to shout about, but, but good meat makes its own gravy. When you look at verses 19 through 21, James wonderfully unpacks this these three verses when he helps us to understand how you and I ought to flow in our everyday reality. James gives some identification markers uh, with the hearer of his letter and gives us wonderful words of wisdom. This is what he says, and this is where a lot of us don't flow. He says we should be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Uh, that's a sermon in and of itself. And, and I could have just preached that if I wanted to this morning. J James encouraged uh, us to en 